to another episode of the Bright Lights Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Deeks, joined as always by my two wonderful co-hosts, Mr. Mahoney. What's up, guys? And PT. Oh my goodness, it feels good to be back, boys. We're back. Gentlemen. It's good. I can't even tell you when the last time all three of us were on this podcast together. It's been a minute. It's been a... it's been a, it's it's been a pretty fat minute since we've been able to talk sports together, but, but we're I'm back. really glad I'm really glad that we're all back in our little triangle of love here on Bright Lights Podcast. <laughs> yes, to be able to talk some NBA free agency, something we don't really talk about that much. Basketball is basketball's kind of back that, though, baby. We're gonna be talking about it a lot more. Yeah, I'm we, excited. We just kind of been dragging a little bit, but you know, now that the NBA is kind of watchable again, and there's not like you know who's gonna win the whole thing, we we could probably uh. We could probably dabble into some basketball talk, so so we're gonna we're gonna do that. We're gonna talk an NBA free agency recap now that all the like the primary big name free agents are pretty much all off the board. We can uh we can finally talk about their landing spots, how they fit, and stuff like that. Yep, yep. So uh, as always, ladies and gentlemen, I don't like to waste your time or ours. We're gonna go ahead and get this started off with probably I mean something that happened premature to the free agency occurring. Uh, it, it just became official a couple days ago on July sixth. Yep. The Anthony Davis trade from the um, New Orleans Pelicans to to the the Los Angeles Lakers. The Lakers got obviously Anthony Davis, power forward, superstar of the New Orleans Pelicans. In exchange, they gave up a shit ton of draft picks. So much. One which ended up becoming the fourth overall pick, which the Pelicans would end up flipping on draft day to the Hawks. And just a ton of young talent, Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, Josh Hart. Um, in exchange for Anthony Davis, obviously New Orleans had the number one pick in the draft. They selected Zion Williamson. So with that young core going for them, the Pelicans like low-key have probably the best young core in all of basketball. They got Lonzo, B.I., Zion, Josh Hart. So many first-round picks to build across. So, guys, I've been seeing a lot of things on Twitter, a lot of reactions, a lot of reaction videos on YouTube as well as to uh, how this trade, who won this trade, who's going to win this yep. trade. So uh, what do you guys think about Mr. Mr. Anthony Davis and his trade to the Los Angeles Lakers? I, I, honestly, I think it's even on both sides. Uh, honestly, Lakers got the ready-to-go talent in Anthony Davis. He's going to be a great addition to that team, but – Lakers got rid of some parts that they didn't really need. The Pelicans definitely needed it. So, works out on both ends. Wouldn't be surprised if the Lakers are in the finals or even win it this year with LeBron and Anthony Davis teaming up. Yeah, I think it's pretty even on both sides because it gives the uh, Pelicans a great outlook on the future. No, yeah, um, basically just touch on the same thing, Mahoney. Um, it, it's kind of even, uh, especially if you look at it right now. Definitely the Lakers won, obviously, because you Anthony Davis. Um, but when you look in the future, the Pelicans want mid-time. Um, uh, you kind of see this developing in other sports, um, kind of growing. The younger core, you see in baseball quite a bit um, that we've talked about quite a bit. Both of our teams have been doing that. Um, I think the Pelicans, with this just <laughs> loaded ammunition that they have for the next couple of draft uh, years, and it's going to be unreal to see what they do with that. Um, they can flip their picks. They can use their picks. Um, they've got a lot of leeway and leverage in the next couple of years. It's going to be interesting to see what they do. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's pretty big time. This is this is a pretty big time trade. 
Uh, obviously, for, for the Lakers, they're in win-now mode. LeBron's not getting any younger. They saw an opportunity with the Warriors um, kind of being derailed by injuries this year. Clay Thompson's going to be out. Uh, KD's obviously gone, which we'll talk about in a second. But the Western Conference is wide open. They saw an opportunity. They took it. They ran away with it. And, uh, I mean, LeBron gets probably the best player he's ever played with in his, in his career. A guy who can play off the pick and roll really well with him, who can stretch the floor, who can obviously is a defensive player of the year candidate, probably one of the top five, top ten players in all basketball yep, when he's out. fully healthy. So so definitely a big win for both sides. Obviously, New Orleans kind of gets to restart. They kind of fucked up AD's career yep. uh, by not being able to put um, quality talent around him. Yeah, but Hopefully the Lakers got their guy. The Lakers got their guy. Yeah, I mean, and and the Lakers gave LeBron the guy he needs to win a championship. So, win-win for both sides. I don't have a problem with it. Let's move on to actual free agency news. We're going to start off with the Brooklyn Nets. The fucking Brooklyn Nets. Oh, the Brooklyn Nets. Nets. New York had a big one. Winning the NBA free agency this offseason, signing Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving to max contracts. Uh, Obviously, Durant is not going to play this year with his Achilles injury. He'll probably miss the whole season. I would assume he'll miss the whole season. But uh, when he comes back, baby, that's a pretty scary core right there. uh, No doubt. um, Kyrie and KD. They have a ton of young talent around them. Didn't um, they make the playoffs this past year? No. No, they did not make the playoffs this last year. I think oh. they, they, they they were the nine seed. But still, a very young, talented core they got going on there. Karis LeVert out of Michigan, guy who, like, snapped his ankle in half. He came back. He's, he's a pretty solid guy right there. They got some young talent from the Warriors. So Brooklyn is building a good core um, with, with Kyrie and KD. question I have for you guys is uh, we know Kyrie Irving. Kind of a weird fit. I mean, the guy left Cleveland. He got traded from Cleveland over to Boston yep. to kind of be the, the top dog, the main guy. Didn't really pan out for him there in Boston. I mean, he got hurt, so he didn't uh, No, he really seemed play. like he hated Boston at the end of the season. Yeah, and I mean, like, he didn't seem like he pretty – like, he gelled well with the young guys, and obviously Brooklyn's got a ton of young guys. They're probably only going to have young guys as they have to surround those kind of players on cheap contracts around their two big stars. So uh, how do we think that this Kyrie Irving fit is going to work with um, all the young guys around the Brooklyn Nets? I'm going to say it. Uh, Brooklyn's not going to do anything this next year. I don't think Kyrie is going to, like you were saying with the fit and everything, I don't think he's going to fit well with all the young guys. But once KD steps into that role, kind of takes that leadership role with those younger guys, because I don't think Kyrie has what it takes to really take those younger guys under their wing. Like you said, he's kind of a weird guy. So once KD steps in, the Brooklyn Nets are going to be dangerous. I don't see them doing anything this year. They'll sneak into the playoffs because – you know, conference is awful. But after that, after this year, they're going to take strides and they're going to be very dangerous in two years. No, yeah. Um, I just kind of see one issue here. Um, I don't see the two meshing very well. I think it's yeah. kind of a weird fit. Um, these two characters have had issues in the past. Obviously, Kyrie and Boston and KD with Draymond. Um, yep. I think they both are kind of they're going to butt antisocial. Heads. Yep. I think they're also... Um, they almost kind of have to be a superstar on the team if you think about it. Um, so, you know, I think, you know, I could see like Kawhi maybe, or uh, not Kawhi, uh, Kyrie with like LeBron or something like that. But like, it's just, I don't see him with KD. I just, in my mind, it, I just don't see it working at all. Yeah, I mean, and the big reason why we saw Kyrie get traded away from the, the Cleveland Cavaliers was the fact that he wanted to be a top dog. He wanted to be the number one option on the championship team. He wanted to be his own guy. 
And uh, first of all, I just don't think he's that player. I don't think he's the kind of player that can will your team to a championship, that can that can be the number one scoring option on a championship uh, caliber team. And two, I mean, Kevin Durant is the same guy. He's a top dog. He was a top dog in Oklahoma City. I think it really pissed him off that everybody thought that Steph was the number one player yep. on the Golden State Warriors. And I think it's just going to piss him off a little bit that Kyrie's going to want the ball in his hands. Kyrie's going to want to take that game-winning shot, even though Kevin Durant is the more talented player. He's the better player. He's a more established player. He's He's been able to lead a team to a championship before. So, so we'll see. I don't think it's going to be that good of a fit either. PT, I agree with you here. But uh, who knows? Maybe these guys who are are pretty known friends off the court find a way to figure it out, find a way to gel together, and yeah. Brooklyn can finally if, win If their they do gel, Brooklyn's going to be in for a ride. Yeah, they're going to be pretty electric, and that's going to be pretty exciting. So another team that's going to be very exciting that kind of came out of fucking nowhere this offseason is the Los Angeles Clippers. Old Lob City's uh, back, baby. Big old, big old L.A. just dropping dick on the NBA, yep. signed Kawhi Leonard to a max contract, and then probably about five minutes later, just casually traded away for uh, traded for Paul George. Yep. Uh, they had to give up a shit ton for Paul George. They gave up like six first-round picks yeah. and two quality young players. But this is a team that I believe saw an opportunity to get Kawhi Leonard, who's probably top three player in basketball this upcoming season with Kevin Durant being hurt. And then they decided to pair him with a guy who Kawhi said, or who Kawhi was very clear about that he wanted to play with, which is obviously Paul George. And then they just put together an elite one-two punch with um with with some other young guys still on that roster. I mean, big time move from the Los Angeles Clippers. I think they're big probably time. big time. They're the, they're the title favorites right now, uh, Vegas wise, and in my opinion too. They, I think that really. I think that front court of Pat Bev, Kawhi Leonard, and Paul George is probably going to lock. Every, but every team up oh, in all yeah. basketball, it, it's going to be really hard to score on them from the wing. But uh, big-time signing for both, for the Clippers. They're definitely in it to win it this year. Yep. Uh, not a lot of people know this, but when I was a little boy, little old Brandon, I was a big, big Clippers fan, believe it or not. They're still my second team. I love the Bulls now, even though they're absolute trash. But it's fun. It, basketball is going to be huge in L.A. this year. It's going to be ginormous. It's going to be everywhere. Billboards everywhere, LeBron, Kawhi, they're going to be bun heads. It's going, to, it's going to be a fun time in L.A. to watch basketball. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be electric. It's going to be, it's it's kind of always been like the Lakers and, and then their baby brother in the Clippers. Yep. And now it's finally going to be even. Like, we have a battle for Staples Center, a battle for L.A. Legitimately could be a Los Those Angeles. Those games are going to be insane. Yeah, it could be these two teams facing off in the conference finals for a chance to win a championship. Obviously, the Clippers have never won one. The Lakers have won the second most in the whole league. So that right there, the rivalry, the backstory, the sharing the same um, stadium and everything is just going to be super electric. And that both teams are competitive enough to compete for a championship is, is just good for basketball, in my opinion. No, yeah, I couldn't agree with you guys more. I don't think I've been ever this excited about the NBA. Oh no! Not um, after, after after these kind of after the Golden State kind of formed their so and so super team, um, I, I never watched again, um, and now I'm getting so excited because there's going to be good basketball played. Um, you have even you have at least a handful of even teams across the board that are going to be freaking good games, and I'm telling you that LA's going to be rocking. LA's going to be crazy. It's just going to be nuts. 
Yeah, yeah I mean, definitely sure. agree. that rivalry is just going to be rejuvenated again. And, uh, I mean, it's just, it's just going to be awesome. Basketball is finally back, so that's 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 just good for the sport, good for everybody that likes watching basketball. All right, let's move on to Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Buckets. Jimmy Buckets, Jimmy baby. Marquette University grad Jimmy Butler sign and trade to the Miami Heat. All right, before you start, before you start, explain the sign and trade because I, I feel like I don't know a lot about it, and maybe some of our listeners can uh, – benefit from you explaining is there more to it than just signing and trading no i mean usually when a sign and trade happens yeah you just sign it and then you trade with a so it's basically the players signing a max contract with you because that's how they can make the most money because um when when players sign or are, are eligible for max contracts they their contract will be higher if they sign with the team that 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 they just got finished playing with. So your team could, so the player signs a max contract. He gets traded away to another team of his choice. Uh, and that way that the team that is losing him or in, in a way would be losing him in free agency does not lose him for anything. Like if Jimmy Butler just walked and signed with the heat, the Sixers would get nothing. So in this sign and trade, not only did the, were the Heat able to make the money work because they were able to send Jimmy Butler away, obviously, uh-huh. but they were the Sixers were able to get a player in return. So the sign and trade, it's this this one was pretty complicated. Very rarely are four teams involved. The Heat received Jimmy Butler. The Sixers got Josh Richardson. Um, the Trailblazers got Hassan Whiteside, and the Clippers got a first round pick from the Heat. Which they then flipped to the uh, to the Thunder for Paul George, and they got Mo Harkless. And Portland actually also sent Myers Leonard to Miami. So a ton of guys moving across the league. The big ones are Whiteside going to Portland and Jimmy Butler going to Miami. Uh, those two made the money work. Whiteside's do a shit ton of money. Obviously, Butler's how do you how do you feel contract. about Whiteside, Deegs? How do you feel about him? Oh, he sucks balls. So I'm just like so happy that he's gone. He's just fucking horrible. What happened so to he, him? He was such a big deal a couple years ago. I don't know. He could go suck balls on Portland. I really don't care. But uh, all, I, all I care about that is Miles Leonard, a big Illinois guy. Shout oh, out yeah. Illinois. He's kind of a guy, dude. He's like a he's, fucking he's a athletic dude. freak. He, he's pretty He's pretty good. He just dunks he's, on everything. He's everybody. underrated, I think. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, he's going to play a lot for the Heat, so that's pretty good. But uh, Jimmy yeah. Buckets, baby. In the 305, coming in to lead the young guys. Uh, the big one here is now that they got Jimmy Butler, Pat Riley is just dropping his cock across the whole league, <laughs> and it's going out. Now they're now they're these Russell Westbrook rumors, like they're about to pair up mm. two of the top dogs in the league. I'm I'm ready to go, baby. If Oklahoma City trades Russell Westbrook to the Heat, I I might I might get a boner. Like right now, how there. much do you think they'd have to give up for Russell Westbrook, though? They would have to give up Goran Dragic, Justice Winslow. Kelly Olynyk to make the money work and whatever first round picks they have left for the next three years. Are so you, you good gotta with go. That? Like are, if are they you good get, with that? If they get Westbrook, they better win a fucking title, dude. <laughs> they better win a fucking title because if they're gonna pay Jimmy and Westbrook like eighty million dollars combined mm-hmm. each year and they don't win a chip, I'm gonna be pretty pissed off. Which but, eighty million in the NBA is not like eighty million in the MLB. No, right, because, there's, because there's a salary cap, yeah, so exactly. it's actually a lot of money. All right, I got a question for you. All right, we were talking about if KD and Kyrie would work together. Oh, do you God. think these? Do you think no. these two alphas? No, no, no way. I'm gonna be honest. Okay, okay. No way do they work out. 
I don't think they would work out enough to bring Miami a championship. But I do think that they would work out to the point where it would make everybody around them better. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. Russell okay, Westbrook, yeah. Russell Westbrook, whatever you have, you think about him, is without a doubt the most competitive motherfucker in the entire NBA. He goes 150% on every single play, every single game, for 40 minutes a night. Uh-huh. And Jimmy Butler, the big reason that Jimmy Butler wanted out of Minnesota is because he was sick and tired of all those pussy bitches around him <laughs> not giving 110% on defense every single time, which... Westbrook does, and the Heat are known for the whole hashtag Heat culture thing, yeah. where they just grind the shit out of games and just grind and wear you down on defense. So, if they can get Westbrook and they can bring him in and they can somehow find a way to keep Justice Winslow and not get rid of him, that would be a ridiculous team. Do I think they'll work out offensively? I'm not really sure. I think. Westbrook could probably create some offense for Jimmy just because he's a really good passer. But I think he will take up some shots away from Jimmy, which would probably piss him off. But, uh, I mean, it it, it would make the heat better. Obviously, Russell Westbrook is one of the best players in basketball. He's averaged a triple-double like the last three years. So, we'll see. Um, I mean, honestly, who knows? Maybe just they'll, 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 they'll be able to pair together. Jimmy Butler's a really good player off the ball. So, time will tell. I honestly think that he's going to get traded at some point. I don't think Westbrook will be on the Thunder. No, I don't think so either. Now that these rumors are going, I don't think so. I just don't know where he'll get traded to. I could come into the shy town, baby. He's coming to the shy. Slightly make me angry. But uh, but we'll see, man. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Let's move on. Let's 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 move on. We get we got to keep the show on the road here. Yeah. Uh, D'Angelo Russell. De'Ang- like what the fuck, dude? This this really pissed me off. D'Angelo Russell last year averaged a nice little nice little twenty two points per game. Yep. Nice little breakout year. Uh, shot well from the three point line. Seven assists. Not bad for a guy who's a primarily a scoring point guard. Kind of had a breakout year. Still incredibly young. I mean, I think he's like tw- yeah, he's twenty three years old. Uh, eligible for a uh, max contract this year. Signs a max contract. You know, not with the Brooklyn Nets. Not with the, the not with the Detroit Pistons. Not with the Lakers. Not with the Suns. With the fucking Golden State Warriors. Like, are you kidding me? These assholes. Durant, and then they get D'Angelo Russell, who's one of the upcoming all. Uh, w- w- now, w- what's w- up with all these rumors about him possibly being traded again, though? Yeah. So I guess. And actually, I just looked it up. There's links with him to the Bulls. What they're doing is they're going to bring him in this year with Clay out the whole year, uh-huh. and they're going to see how he fits next to Steph. And if it doesn't work, they're just going to trade him for something else. Like, it's genius. It's brilliant. And that, it that, is, that is really smart. It pisses me off to the max because these douchebags just keep getting better and better. I mean, they, they lose Kevin Durant, and they get D'Angelo Russell, who obviously is not Kevin Durant. But he's but still he's very good. Yeah, he's still a quality basketball player. Dude, so. I feel bad for D'Angelo Russell. I feel like he's been thrown around like crazy in his short NBA career. Yeah, he's really good, too. I, I mean, know. He's, he's a young star on the rise. I, I think that he would have been a perfect fit. He just, he, just, yeah, he just can't find his fit right now, I guess. Yeah, I mean, he was a really good fit in Brooklyn, obviously. He was. They, they just figured that Kyrie was a better option, which I'm not really sure how I feel about that. But, I don't know either. Uh, 
I think if I like, he would have been a great fit for a team like Phoenix, who really needs a point guard, or Chicago, uh, Detroit, Detroit, even the Bulls, I guess, which would never happen. But I mean, I'll let you think that the Bulls have possible. a lot of trade pieces, believe it or not, Deeks. Uh, he he would have been a good fit in Milwaukee, I think. Um, there's so many places where this guy could have gone and been like, a, oh, uh, Minnesota was 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 pretty big on him, and he just goes and plays for the Warriors. I mean, yeah. obviously, Dub City, baby. I'm not going to say that Golden State was his first option because it was a sign-in trade, so the Nets probably approached him and said, hey, because he was a restricted free agent. They said, hey, uh, we're, we're, we're going to ship you out to Golden State. Are you cool with that? I'm going to guess he said yes because I don't know why anybody would want to go play Golden State. But, uh, I mean, yeah, it's just kind of crazy. Hopefully he plays well. We, I could definitely see him get moved uh, with the Warriors looking to rebuild now that Kevin Durant is gone and possibly Draymond Green is leaving next year. But, uh, yeah. I mean, D'Angelo Russell to the Golden State Warriors. Um, next guy. Next guy on the docket here on the Bright Lights podcast docket is uh, former Chicago Bull, oh, Derek Rose. Love you. We love we love you in Chicago. Sad that you couldn't come back because uh, Garpacks are a piece of shit. Signing with the Detroit Pistons. I think it's a two-year deal worth like $15 million. Not bad. Uh, had a, no, not a bad deal. Pretty decent value for a guy who, who, for a team that desperately needs a point guard, first of all, he'll probably start for them. So hopefully he can contribute to them. Uh, they made the playoffs last year as the eight seed. Have a couple pieces. Blake Griffin had a good year. Andre yep. Drummond, Luke Kennard, a couple young guys uh, on that roster. He's going to fit well with them. He's going to fit well with them. I think he is. I, I think he is. I mean, hopefully he can keep up the production. I think there will probably be a slight drop-off in production just because – this is a guy who I think you can't play more than 20 to 22 minutes a game just because of the injury history. Just yeah. keep him healthy. Let him go for a whole year. But uh, when I mean, he is he's in, he'll be good. Yeah, if he can stay healthy, he'll be fine. But, um, I mean, PT, you're a big D-Rose guy, so how do you feel about this guy? All right, well, so I was talking to somebody about this, um, and I know that a lot of Bulls fans were hoping that he'd come home. Uh, but I have a question for you guys. Do you think he's scared to come back to Chicago due to yes. the severity yes. of I, I don't. I don't think so. Just, I think yes. just due to the fact that he has said in the past uh, year or so that he would love to come back to Chicago. I think ah, – fuck, dude. I don't, I don't want to say this because, like, I, I feel so bad for the guy. But I feel like he kind of feels like he disappointed the Bulls fan no, base. No, he, he said that he has. I think he knows that. He'd, yeah, which I feel like he'd be kind of scared to, dude, because the Bulls like needed a point guard. They settled for Thomas Sadoransky, who they paid more money to for Derrick Rose. Like, I think they easily could have got him if they made him the same offer, but or maybe even a little bit more money. I just feel like I don't know why. I just had this gut feeling that he's kind of scared to come back to Chicago. It's possible. It, it is possible because I remember right before we traded him, Chicago fans hated Derrick Rose. Yeah, because they let him down. Like, they felt that he was supposed to be the next guy to lead him them to a championship, and it just never happened. Like, the guy couldn't stay healthy. Even after he tore his ACL the first time, he came back and tore it again. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. PT, what do you think? Yeah, so, I agree with Deeks. I think, I just don't think he wants to come back. Um, I think it's in his head um, that one, that he's had his two severely life, like, injuries um, so I think that's in his head. I, like I said, he, he, he let us, I mean, he thinks that he let everyone down and I don't think that he's thinks in his own mind that he's capable to live up to what everyone wants him still to. And I think there's still people out there that think that the, if he comes back, that 
they'd want him to do the same thing. And I just think that he just knows that he can't do it. Yeah. And you know what? I think it would be good for the relationship between Derrick Rose and Bulls fans right now if he just didn't come back because, you know, we see it all over Twitter. Bulls fans, including me, PT, we love Derrick Rose. We always will. Mm -hmm. But the problem is, though, is that if he does come back and people are going to expect the world out of him, he's going to be a subpar point guard. They're going to just they're just going to destroy him again. Like there's, there's, this is only a lose situation. If he comes back to the bulls, if he's not an all-star or MVP candidate, I I also kind of feel like, like Derek Rose is the kind of guy that doesn't really, like, I don't want to say doesn't play well because he has proved it before. Oh yeah. But ever since his injury, I feel like he's kind of a small market guy. Like we saw him in New York. He was bad. Yeah. And then he got, and then he went over to play in Minnesota and he was good. And now he's playing in Detroit, which is a small market. So yeah. um, it's going to be interesting to see how he plays in Detroit. Maybe it is a small market. Maybe and it's a guy close like to that, home, too. So maybe that's what he wanted. He wanted a small market close to home. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe a guy who's out, kind of out of the spotlight. Not many people really focus in on the Detroit Pistons. He can just play his game freely with all the stress off his shoulders, all yep. the past behind him, and just go out and play what he loves to do, play basketball. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, cool story. I'm kind of glad that he uh, that he got that career uh, resurgence that he had last year. But um, let's move on. Chris Middleton and Tobias Harris, two players last season, kind of breakout years. Chris Mid, number two option on the Milwaukee Bucks. Tobias Harris last year, super underrated guy. Yep. Started his career out with the Orlando Magic. Bucks found are, his way. Yeah. Found his way onto the, uh, the the Los Angeles Clippers, and both these guys. Signed super max or not super max, just super. max contracts yeah. with their returning teams. Middleton obviously going back to the Bucks. Harris with the 76ers. Uh, not big news here. Just just kind of wanted to mention two guys. Yeah, two but the Bucks are trying to hold on their stuff, trying to do what they did last year again. So good yep, for them. The Bucks obviously they need a, they need a number two guy behind Giannis. Uh, yep. Middleton served pretty well in that role last year. Tobias Harris. I mean, that Sixers team is kind of crazy right now. They lost Jimmy Butler. They got Jay Rich. They don't really have a lot of shooting. He kind of does provide some shooting for them. So just wanted to mention two guys that went back to their teams. A guy who did not go back to his team, actually a ton of guys that didn't go back to their teams, Kemba Walker signed a super max contract with the Boston Celtics, will be, I believe, the highest paid point guard in all of basketball next season. The Celtics lose Kyrie Irving. They replace him with Kemba Walker. I, I think Kemba Walker is going to work better than Kyrie did in that atmosphere. I do, too. I feel like Kemba's the kind of guy that can share the ball more. He's more willing of a passer. He's never played on a really good team before. The, the Hornets really have never been a quality basketball team in his time there. So I think that, that he could come in to Boston in a big market with a good roster around him and, and be that guy that can help lead them to a, a high seed in the Eastern Conference. I don't think he's the number one option on a championship caliber team, but he's a quality point guard. He's a 20-plus point scorer. Obviously, we all know how clutch he is from his uh, from his days at UConn in the NCAA tournament. But pretty big move here from, from the Boston Celtics. They lose their star point guard, replace him with a guy who's just as good and can, can, can get the job done for them. So, uh, I mean, yeah, pretty big time. You'll hear about yeah. Boston. Yeah, yeah I have a, surprisingly, I have a bunch of Boston Celtics fan, uh, friends, and uh, all I know is that they're stoked about this. Um, my friend Anthony Ruggles, shout out Anthony Ruggles, he's all up in his head with all how good they're going to be now with Kemba. So, Hopefully that they he can uh, make my friends happy. Yeah, I mean he's a good player. 
Uh, I still think they have a ton of needs to address. A guy they lost that is definitely a need they have to address is Mr. Al Horford. Um, originally, taco. this is kind of taco, 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 taco. Mr. Taco, baby. I hate, I hate you. I despise both. I don't care. I'm just trying to talk. We don't care. You just start saying taco. Like, fuck off. I hate you. I hate all of you. All right. Al Horford. Originally supposed to sign with the Boston Celtics. Said he was going to opt out of his contract to take less money with the Celtics. Opted out of his contract and then was just like, fuck off to the city of Boston. He leaves. Signs a max deal with the uh, Philadelphia 76ers and whatever the hell they got going on over there. Uh, I think they paid too much money for him. I just really don't think he's that good of a basketball player. But, I mean, we'll see. Maybe he'll prove me wrong. He, he can shoot the three ball a little bit. Pretty solid rebounder, which is, like, the one thing the Celtics need. Really good defensive player down low um, on the block for them. But uh, just kind of a small move here. Kind of a guy who I think got overpaid. This is a big one that I really want to talk about. Uh, DeMarcus Cousins signing with the Los Angeles Lakers. A guy who last year kind of made the whole NBA hate him by signing with the Warriors. He went ring chasing. He did not win a ring. He's going again. Shout out to Toronto. And now he's back. The ring chaser is back. He's back. This time with the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, The Lakers need a center. Uh, Really the only center on their roster right now is JaVale McGee, who at best best is just like a walking meme and an 18 (laughs) guy. But, uh, DeMarcus Cousins, I think when he's healthy, if he's fully healthy, obviously last year he still dealt with some leg injuries. He was one of the best big men in basketball at times. Him and Anthony Davis played really well together in New Orleans. They're back. They're teammates on the Lakers. So, That's big. So what do you guys think? What That's do you guys big. think about this boogie fit? You know what? The, the Lakers were big ring contenders with uh, Anthony Davis and LeBron James. But with the good chemistry that Anthony Davis and Cousins has, it's – it just adds on to that, and I think it just adds to the fact that they are going to get a ring soon. I And I feel that LeBron's going to tack on another legacy team to that uh, long list that he has with the Miami Heat. Yeah, dude. I mean, Boogie, Boogie's a guy. Uh, he's not really that good defensively, but he's, he's a, a walking double-double. He's a, yeah, he's forward. a machine on offense can score down low with literally anybody. And it's just a really good fit. LeBron's really good with big guys. I mean, Chris Bosh really, I mean, Chris Bosh was a quality player uh, coming into Miami, but he was really good. He, he was able he, to he possibly turned Chris Bosh into a Hall of Fame player. Yeah, I would agree with that too. I mean, he played with Zidranis, Ogowskis in, in Cleveland, who I bet nobody knows who that is, but no fucking he, was idea. Good, he was a pretty good player with, uh, with LeBron there. Obviously Kevin Love was good. With LeBron, he turned Tristan Thompson into a four-year, $82 million contract. So LeBron can play with big guys. Boogie's as talented as they come down low at the center position. So that's a pretty big-time deal for me. Last three guys or four guys we're going to talk about. Just quick highlights. Don't have to go in-depth on them. Uh, and, then, and then we'll just wrap this up. Marcus Gasol opted into his player option with, with Toronto. This was before Kawhi left. so uh, He might be Raptors taking that back. Paying. Yeah, they're kind of paying a 36-year-old $27 million to just not probably make the playoffs this year. Klay Thompson, as we all expected to, re-signed with a max contract to the Golden State Warriors. He will probably be back timetable around February for them. Maybe help them make a late playoff push. Not sure. 
Uh, I kind of have a feeling they'll take it easy with him coming off an ACL injury. Yep. Nothing to rush here. Um, I mean, they're probably not going to contend for a championship here. So just kind of get him fully healthy, strive back for a title the following season, and see what happens. This was kind of a big one for me. Yep, Danny this is a big Green, one too. Yep. Danny Green signing with the, with the Los Angeles Lakers. Let's talk about uh, this one a little bit. He's kind of like one of the best knockdown three-point shooters in all basketball. Has the highest three-point percentage in playoff history. The guy is shooting about 50% in, in the playoffs. I mean, he's he's crazy good. He's a 3 and D guy on, on the defensive side of the basketball. He's one of the best two guards in the league. Uh, the big one for me here, and the reason why I, I kind of want to spend some time talking about this, is that they the Lakers intend to start LeBron James at point guard and move Danny Green to the two with Kyle Kuzma at the three, AD and Boogie at the four or five. That's, that's dangerous. That one of the best passers of all time, who also happens to be six foot ten, is going to be running the point for the Lakers. And uh, I think you're able to do that. Danny Green is the guy that every team in the world wants on their roster. He's the perfect fit next to LeBron. He just stands in the corner and knocks down threes yep. at, like, it's his fucking job. That's exactly what Ray Allen did at, yep, uh, right. in Miami. That's exactly what Kyle Korver did in Cleveland. So LeBron is really good when there's a ton of guys surrounding him. When that Heat team won their first title and they went on that ridiculous win streak, it was Shane Battier, Mike Miller, James Ennis, a ton of guys around him that could shoot the ball. Obviously, Ray Allen, Chris Bosh could spread the court. In Cleveland, he had Kyrie Irving, Kevin Love, Kyle Korver. So a ton of guys that can shoot the three ball around LeBron James typically means success. Danny Green is that guy, one of the best shooters in the league. Big time signing for them. They didn't get him for that um, that much of a uh, uh, a cap hit because the Lakers are struggling with money. But I th- I honestly think this is like the missing piece. This is the missing no, piece yep, for their championship. I agree, hundred ten percent. Right to their championship puzzle. They have Boogie. They have AD. They have obviously LeBron. But this guy is the guy who in crunch time when they need a knockdown three is going to be able to hit it for them. So big time signing by the Lakers in my opinion. Yep. Um, and then kind of the last one here, Malcolm Brogdon. Wait, 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 before you say that, before you talk about that, Danny Green going to the Lakers, in my opinion, put the final nail in the coffin for the Toronto Raptors next season. That hurt them. Yeah, that, big time. Kawhi honestly, and Danny Green gone. That that team's done. I, I'm going to go on a limb here, and uh, we could probably revisit this in, in a couple months or, or, or when the next NBA Finals roll around. But when it's all said and done, at the end of this basketball season, I think we're going to look back at this crazy-ass offseason and say to ourselves that Danny Green signing with the Los Angeles Lakers was the sneaky best move that, that, that possibly could have happened. Yep. I don't think they are legitimate title contenders unless they have a two-guard next to LeBron that can knock that three-ball down and still lock up on the defensive side of the ball, and now they do have that. So so obviously, tip of the cap to the Lakers front office. They had a shitty, shitty offseason last year after signing LeBron. Completely turned that around. They finally put a championship-caliber roster around him. So uh, that, that's just that's just pretty big. Hopefully he gets his fourth ring, and uh, I can keep sucking him off for, for the time being. Yep. Uh, final move, Malcolm Brogdon to the Pacers. Malcolm Brogdon. Wow. Second round pick out of Virginia a couple of years ago, won the rookie of the year, his rookie season, um, kind of the third option on that Bucks team. This one is going to hurt the Bucks, in my opinion. He was a, a restricted free agent. They had a sign and trade with the uh, the Pacers. 
Uh, he's making like seventy something million dollars over a th- over a three year span. Really good young player. The Pacers can pair him next to Victor Oladipo, and that's their backcourt of the future. So Brogdon leaving Milwaukee and joining Indiana is a sneaky good signing. And uh, yeah, man, that's our NBA free agency talk. That's all we got, gentlemen. Do you have to add anything else to this conversation? No, just um, that I think sports <clears throat> like the MLB should uh, take after the NBA, get all this shit done in four days. Yeah, dude, fuck. If I have to wait another seven months for a big-name MLB free agent to sign, I just might go lay down on, like, railroad tracks. Like, the, the, the NBA offseason is electric, and then the MLB offseason is just complete dog shit. It's, well, you know what, though? The thing is, though... Actually, no, I take that back. That will be offseason no, fucking no, sucks. Yeah, there's no way yeah, to say it. There's yeah. no way to ground it. You <laughs> no. can love baseball with all your heart and just still agree on the fact that the offseason sucks balls. Yeah, it's awful. The so, fact that people uh, aren't that, signing that, until yeah. after spring training is fucking brutal. Yeah, it's just so bad. So that's all we got basketball talk today. We'll probably have more of this stuff coming up, especially with the NBA finally actually being watchable. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening. Always follow us on Twitter at Brightlights Pod. We've kind of been like gone for a little bit all of us have been pretty busy uh we're fucking back we are fucking back yeah the busy part of our summer is down the shitter and we're back ready to go yep and then we'll be back at school in a couple months we'll be around we'll be pumping out content we are grinding okay we're gonna start grinding now that's a promise but thank you for listening as always and have a good one have a good one guys see you later peace out perfect